Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. And this is Dan Spade. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets where we open up the Old Testament, we move through the narrative and the text, and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening Listening to this on the Heart and Heads podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, if this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want, want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, take, will take you to PayPal, and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, we're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us. Okay, let's go. pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the opportunity we have to be together. We thank you, Father, for the text. We thank you for the for the opportunity we have to study it together. We pray your blessings upon those that will be listening and those that will hear it in the in the future. We pray that you'd help them to to be focused on on what we're going to say and and what it may mean in their own lives. We thank you for the opportunity. Bless us, Father. Bless our family, and uh, and bless us this time of year. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm yep. excited. <laughs> it's going to be another one. Another you guys, you guys really need to to be a, a kind of the fly on the wall when we didn't even. We, you want to pray again? Huh? We? Oh, well, never mind. I found, now you got me all confused. No, we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay, we're good. I got it started. The timer wasn't going. Yeah, all right. So you guys need to be a, a fly on the wall and listen to what goes on before we start recording. <laughs> It's well, a, Tim, well, Tim was putting aside a bunch of stuff, and he was before he left. He was trying to trying to get it all, but then once we started doing it this way, yeah. we took that ability away from him. Yeah, and yeah. made sure all that stuff got deleted. So. Yeah, it all got deleted. So. <laughs> <laughs> now we have Sarah to thank. She's the one that uh, that makes sure that uh, all of our stuff comes out right. spot on. Well, and this one's going to be a little hard to figure out where to cut. I imagine. Well, you're not going to be able to cut any of it, don't you? You just got to just roll with it. Possibly, you know, I don't you, know. You've promised this. Yeah. yeah so we'll anyway, see. let's let's roll with this. All right. So we're going to be in Leviticus chapter twenty. We're leaving nineteen behind, but we're not losing the theme of holiness. So after sixteen, of course, it goes into holiness. It goes into you know a fixation mm -hmm. on you are my people. I have made you holy, and God will say that a couple of times. Well, it in and Exodus what he 31. did in eighteen was to pay attention. I'm gonna you're going to be traveling through some of these places. You're going to yep. be traveling through these places, and this is what they do. Do not be a part of this. Yeah. Don't take these these same activities on in your life. That's what he's telling them. That you know, and we talked about all that. You know, and then chapter nineteen talks about the very first beginning of it. Talks about being holy, and we're going to look at it again after we get through. If we get through this today, probably we won't. But but if we do, the next time we'll talk about the holiness that that we're supposed to be involved in. Well, and that's what this whole section, this whole second half of Leviticus, right? You're, you're, you've re-entered the presence of God because of blood. Mm -hmm. And now once you're there, what is it you're focused on? And the answer is holiness. Mm -hmm. Now, it doesn't mean that we make ourselves holy, no. right? Exodus no. 31, 13, say to the Israelites, you must observe my Sabbaths. This will be a sign between me and you for the generations to come. So you may know that I am the Lord who makes you holy. Yeah. And he's going to repeat this in Leviticus. Yeah. He's going to repeat that exact thing. Yeah. So it's important to understand and that. And then he tells us. 
in First Peter, and we'll look at that when we get there. Right. We don't have to put it up now, but we'll, when chapter one, it says, "Be holy as I am holy." And he quotes these texts. Exactly. He and it's a that's a direct quote to these texts. Is what yeah. Peter's telling these people: you need to be holy as I am holy. So we need to be striving on our part. But anyway, we need to get into this part of the text. So in, in Leviticus chapter twenty, and so this is what this is all yes. focused on: is mm -hmm. holiness. Yeah. How should the Lord's people conduct themselves? Mm -hmm. All right. So chapter 20, verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, say to the Israelites, any Israelite or any foreigner residing in Israel who sacrifices any of his children to Molech is to be put to death. The members of the community are to stone him. So we're going to put him to death. We're going to stone him. Right. Okay. I myself will set my face against them and will cut, cut him off from his people. So that means they are now no longer elect. So there's, there's always this confusion about what election is talking about. Mm -hmm. The nation of Israel was elect. Well, that doesn't mean that all of the nation of Israel was saved. There, we're gonna, especially once we get into numbers, we're gonna start looking at apostasy mm -hmm. and all of these people who were part of the nation of Israel who apostatized mm -hmm. and and were and were cut off from their people. So to be elect does not mean that you are saved or have salvation. To be elect is more Romans chapter one, or rather Romans chapter two. The Jews were elect. The people of Israel were elect to know the oracles and commands of God. The church is now elect to know the oracles and commands of God, to have the revelation complete. Being elect does not equate to salvation. Being elect means that you now are privy to this information from God. You are elected to know that. And that's really what election is talking about. And, and you know, I think in our, in our culture today, the biggest majority of people identify in some way or another with God. Sure. You know, whether you're Muslim or whatever, whatever you are, you identify with God, with a, with a, a creator and a higher being. Okay, and 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 so most of us are are in the with the mindset we want to please him or we want to find connection. We people are looking for a spiritual identity, and when you're connected in a in, in our country to God, we're not a we're not an atheistic country by any stretch. There are people that don't believe in God in our society. Yes, but I'm talking about for the most part. We are identified with a higher being, a God. Well, okay. they did a, I think it was the Barner Group did a study. I think it was the Barner Group. They they asked, you know, are you going to heaven? They asked Americans, you know what, the Barner Group, it was a, it was a regular poll. Mm -hmm. And they asked, are, are you going to heaven? And 90% of respondents to that poll said, yes, I'm going to heaven. Yeah. So obviously. They have a connection. There's, there's some expectation and, here. And in right. this text, God says, you Israelites. Who are who I have chosen out of the world? You have I've identified with me, and I've identified with you. If you do this, I will cut my face off from you. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So that, that's the same, and I think this kind of sets up what we're going to talk about this morning. You know, if if you set you 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 decide I'm going to do this in my life, God said, look at what He says again. He said, I myself will set my face against him and will cut him off from his people for by sacrificing his children to Molech, he has defied my sanctuary and profaned my holy name. He said, so if you identify with God and you do this, I'm going to cut you off. I'm done. Not only that, but look at verse four. If the members of the community close their eyes when that man sacrifices one of his children to Molech, and if they fail to put him to death, I myself will set my face against him and his family and will cut them off from their people together with all who follow him and prostituting themselves to Molech. Well, they don't. Let's explain to them who Molech is. So Molech was a uh, deity that the people in Canaan worshipped. Mm -hmm. And the way they would, the, the idea of this worship to Canaan is 
they would give their child to the fires of Molech. Molech was this big, the idol for Molech was this big iron or uh, iron cauldron, and it would have a carved out belly, and the fire would be uh, would be built underneath the belly, and they would take the infant and they would throw it into that belly, onto that belly. Offering their children as a right. sacrifice to get to gain something from this God. Right, and so the, the point would be to give up your child and so in return, Molech would bless you with prosperity, with fields and har and ripe harvests and, and grain and, more and food and more children. Yeah. So this was the idea. Uh, it was. This is what they believed. This is what they believed, right. Okay. It was an absolute abomination then, and it is still practiced to this and day. And God said it was an abomination. He said, yeah. he said don't do this. I'm, I'm studying on, in my Friday night class, we're studying the book of Isaiah. And Isaiah's written during the time of Hezekiah's family. Okay, Ahaz, Jothan, Uzziah. These are father, grandfather, and great-grandfather. And, uh, and his father is a real stinker. Yeah. Okay? And when his father doesn't get response from God the way he thinks he ought to, he turns to the gods of the land. And, and I asked my class like, on a numerous occasions, do you think that Hezekiah, who may have been a young boy at the time, ever saw his father throw one of his brothers or sisters into the fires of Molech and think what that would have meant to him. You know, horrible, an abomination. God says, and Ahaz suffers horribly because of it. And Hezekiah turns out to be a great king, one of the best that, that Judah ever had. Yeah. You know, but but there's, it it these people are not going to abandon this. They're going to take these on. That's what God told them. He said that, that that's what they're going to do. And he's already warned them what should happen. Well, and it, it really harkens back. So, I mean, think of the, the absolute depravity and brutality of this situation. These people in Canaan are so spiritually deprived. Th and think about it. We go back to Genesis real quick. Mm -hmm. And who was it that blessed Abraham after the Battle of Five Armies, right? It was Melchizedek, mm -hmm. who was priest, high priest, of the uh, high priest of the Most High God, and king of Salem. So he was king of Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And he was a priest. And he's a type. He's a type of Christ. He's, yep. He is in a type of the coming Christ, mm -hmm. right? Christ is in the order of the priesthood of Melchizedek. So we went from a land where the king of one of these reigning cities, respected by all these other cities around them, is a priest of the Most High God, right? Is a high priest, in fact, mm -hmm. right? Offers sacrifices to God, blesses Abraham, right? We went from that culture to this. Yeah. And think about what God tells Abraham in and Genesis this, and 17. This, and this Jerusalem is right in the middle of all of this other culture. They were supposed to eradicate everybody. Yeah. They were supposed to, when they came into the land, they were supposed to kill Now we're all. talking about these people who were coming into the land under Joshua yeah. in the book of 35, Joshua. 37 years later. Right. Yeah. They're supposed to be. But back then, well, think about it. Back then, it wasn't an ungodly area. Right? Mm -hmm. You had Melchizedek, who was obviously a follower of God. He's king of this city. It's likely that many inhabitants in Jerusalem were followers of God. Yep. You have Abraham traveling amidst the land, mm -hmm. prostituting his wife, lying about his wife, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes into one place, and the king, right? Uh, this is, uh, what is it? Uh, Abiathar? I can't remember his name. But in Genesis 21, 22, right? Abraham lies about his wife again. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Goes, and what does the guy say? What does the king say when God confronts him? He says, far be it for me. I would never do this. This is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, why? Yeah, taking another man's wife is wrong. And yeah. he knows it. And what does God say? Yeah, I know. I know you would have never done this had my prophet not lied to you. That's why I kept you from sinning. Yeah. What? Yeah. So 
obviously Abraham horribly misjudged the people, <laughs> right? He said, oh, well, God isn't here in this. God isn't in this land. What do you mean God isn't in this land? Melchizedek's blessing you, Abraham. Yeah. You know, yep. the king that you uh, that you just threw under the bus was blessing. All these people were trying to do the right thing. It's the people of God who are running around here doing things wrong. Yeah. It's Abraham, the prophet yeah. of God, messing up. Yeah. That's interesting, isn't it? That's very interesting. Well, we've gone from that to where these rulers knew the right thing and would do the right thing to now they're sacrificing their children in the fires of Molech. Yeah. It's come along. And that way. wasn't the only one. There was another guy named Chemosh. They did yep. the same thing too. Yep. You know, I mean they 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 worshiped the at the at the altars to the to the mm -hmm. to the god Baal and the Asherah. Asherah was the was the uh, was the goddess of fertility. Mm -hmm. You know, they made Asherah poles, which were just male sex organs that they made, and they worshipped these things. Yeah, you know, they, that's the kind of culture that these people are going to go to, and and they have to be on their game. Yeah. If they they have to be separate, that's what holy means to separate yourself. Well, and let's and let's think about this for a second. God tells Abraham in Genesis seventeen, your your descendants are going to go down. They're going to be no, this is fifteen rather mm -hmm. fifteen. Sorry. Genesis 15 tells them your descendants are going to go down and they're going to be slaves and they're going to come out and they're going to take custody of this land because the sins of the Amorites, the sins of the people living in this land, the people that are doing this now is not yet fulfilled. Mm -hmm. There comes a point, there comes a time where God says, I've had enough of your foolishness. I've had enough of it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And now I'm going to judge you. I'm going to judge you. And when, when is that threshold met? When sexual sin is through the roof. You talked about the Asherah poles. That's absolutely right. They used to have orgies at the, at the bottom of these poles, yep. right? Mm -hmm. um, and they weren't poles. They were actually phallic symbols. Yeah. That's what they were. They were I, they, they were, were a, they were a, 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 a male sex organ is what that's they right. were. Yeah. And so they would have these massive orgies at the bottom of these poles, right? They're burning up their and children. And the, the Israelites were doing like, these things too. Because when Gideon comes along, he cuts, the, he tears up the altar and cuts down their 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 poles. They worship that. Once they go into the land, they ignore what God says. Absolutely. They do not do what they ought to do. They, they do. They, they do. They take on the the, the in, culture and the and the environment of the people. In the book of Judges, it says every there was no king in Israel, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Yeah. That's that's essentially that's a what dangerous is. place to be. Well, and but let's let's think about this critically. Let me for a let second. me ask, before you get in where you're going. But think about what we have today. It's Everybody doing what's what's right in their own eyes yeah. and no standard. Yeah, there is no truth. There's no truth. There's no standard. And they say now, well, the truth's not really true. This is, this is, an, this is a, an abhorrent thing. It's not really a truth. It's just a bunch of words on a page by a bunch of people that don't know what they were talking about. You're talking about the book. Yeah, about the book. Yeah, about the book. And so, so what that leads to, if there's no standard, let's say we have no constitutional standard. Let's say we have no constitution in our country. What happens? We're looking at other countries. Look what happens. Some dictator comes in, takes over. You know, because because there's no there's no constitution, and the people are the ones that get subjugated and subverted. Sure, that's what happened. Okay, now go where you're going to go. Well, I mean, I, I do we see this today? Yes. Do we see absolutely see it. rampant sexual perversion yes. today? Do we see people sacrificing their children in the fires of Molech? Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, guys, I, I I don't. I'm sorry if this is a news flash to you, but that's what abortion is. That's exactly what it is. You can't tell me it's anything else. You know, they want to, they all, the people who are pro-abortion, pro-killing children, and that's what it is. You're killing a child. We, it's, this is science, guys. This is biological realities here, mm -hmm. okay? That is a child in the womb of a mother. It has, a, that child has different DNA. Its sex will be determined very quickly, yeah. okay? This is not some inanimate clump of cells. That's not true. That's not that's not science. We know we've known that for a while. Mm -hmm. My wife is pregnant right now. Mm -hmm. Right now my wife is pregnant. 
for 12 weeks, we've been looking, since she was 12 weeks pregnant, we've been looking at an ultrasound and that's a baby. Yeah. That's a baby. I've seen women who have had spontaneous abortions, both due to the medications they've taken, okay, and due to just nature. Mm -hmm. We've seen, I've seen these children that have come out of these women, women at 10 weeks, at 12 weeks, at 15 weeks, at 20 weeks. I've been there, I've seen it as a medic. Every time it looks like a baby. It's just really small. I held a, I held a 20 week old in my hands like this. Yep. And looked at it. You know, I was, it was right here. You know, my granddaughter, 20 weeks old, wasn't gonna live, was, was, not, was not alive. I watched her breathe about three times and then took her last breath. You know, cause she couldn't survive. There was no way she could survive. You know, and and she was about that big, yep. little big thing. But you, there was no doubt that it was a baby. No doubt it was a baby. And you could see, you could you could put your hand and you could feel it trying to breathe. Yeah. They've got videos, and I challenge you if you if you are pro-abortion, they've got videos of them going in with these tools trying to cut up these babies because that's what they do. Okay. They have the woman open her legs and they go in with tools and they go in with their little machines and they cut these babies up and then they suck them out, right? It's called a DNC. They suck them out of the womb and then they reassemble them to make sure they got all the pieces. Okay. And they've got video of them going in with these tools and these little babies trying to get away from the tools. We have videos of this. This is, this is documented. Okay. I would challenge you if you're pro abortion, you're pro, you're pro doing this stuff, actually, you know, do some research on it. Look into it. Go watch a few, okay? Go online and watch a few of these abortions done. Why? And I challenge you. Let me ask you, why do won't people do that? Because everyone wants to do what is right in their own eyes. There you go. Because Be I don't care what the truth is. Right, and so let's talk about what the arguments are. The arguments for pro-abortion, for sacrificing your child to Molech. What they say well, let, is... Let's go here. What would have been the argument there? Well, they're, the they're doing it there for prosperity. Okay. They're doing it there. We've got to sacrifice our kid to Molech so our fields will so grow, so our harvest will... What are people doing today? In the name of religion, they're, they are sacrificing their lives. They're sacrificing every... They're sacrificing truth, Cole. Yeah. You and I both know it. They're truth don't mean anything in many churches today. It doesn't. We, we don't have that problem. We're, we're going to stand on the book, you know, like we're doing in this class. We're going to stand on the book, yeah. whatever it costs. We're going to stand on the book. You know, but... But there, there are churches out there that don't that don't preach the truth. They don't care what the truth says. They don't care what it means, what it says. You know, here, you know, if you look at this and say, okay, well, they had sacrificed what God told them because they wanted to do what they wanted to do. That's right. And that's what they did. And that's what's happening today. It doesn't make any difference what the truth is. What's the truth? What the truth is, is God said, I knew you before you were created. Yeah. I knew you in your mother's womb. I knew you. You've been fearfully and wonderfully made. That's what he told David. He told him. He said, I knew you. Jeremiah said, I picked you for this before you were created. Yep. You know, so, you know, God has, has a hand in every birth, in every life. He wants everyone to, to repent and come to Well, him. and today, so why do they do this today? Right? And the argument, the one that is pitched the most, the argument is that if women aren't allowed to kill their children, okay, then, uh, you know, what are we going to do for the women who are raped? What are we going to do for the women who are, uh, who it's, you know, the child is a product of incestual relationships. And, and you know what, first of all, less than 1% of all abortions are due to those reasons. Absolutely. Less than 1% is, of abortions a, are due, excuse. are due to rape, are due to incest, or are due to threats to the mother's life. Let me ask Less you than 1%. Let me ask you something. You guys, you guys have, have foster kids in your home that you're adopting. Mm -hmm. You have a wife that's pregnant. Mm-hmm. 
that that going to deliver your your fourth child. Biological fourth child. Biological fourth child. Yeah. So you're going to have you're going to have six kids in your life, and two yeah. of them you have uh, you have uh, uh, you have taken as foster kids, and now are going to adopt yep. in the process. Yep. This month or next month, right? Yep. Well, next month. It's if you found out about a woman that had been raped and was pregnant and didn't want that child and and wanted to give that child up for adoption before you knew your wife was pregnant, would y'all have taken that child on? Yeah, of course. Do you think there's other people that would have done that? Sure. Makes the argument garbage. Yeah. It makes the argument gar garbage. Yeah. You know? Well, if, I, if, I, a woman, if a woman carries that baby, you know, and I understand every time she looks in the mirror, she's going to know that she's been raped. I understand that. And I can't put myself... But that argument in totality is garbage because there's people that would take that child and love that child well, and not care where that child came from. I, you know, and, and Seth Dillon, who's a CEO of Babylon B, and uh, he actually went on Joe Rogan's podcast and talked mm -hmm. about this, this very thing. And his answer, I think his answer was absolutely perfect. And in reality, it's, it's the simplest answer is this. I don't believe that two wrongs make a right. I don't think a murder fixes a rape. No. A murder doesn't fix an incestual relationship. No. Murder can't be the answer to that. And that's 100% true. And that's what that's what it is. What was this here? This was murder. Yeah. They were taking their children and sacrificing to the fire. Children now, who are made in the image of God. That's right. Children who that God, God formed, knew, that God that formed God them. Knew, right. Children that God had a purpose and a plan for. God had an intention for. And and you think it, it would it would ever gotten to the point, let's just, of what if, that they that they got wrapped up in this this whole this Who? whole religious that these people got wrapped up in this whole religious idea, and so they uh, so they decided you know what you know Molech really blessed us last time man you know we we the crops came in great we didn't have any locusts or nothing let's have another child we'll sacrifice another one oh I'm sure yeah do you see the do you see the nonsense the the complete abomination of the mindset yeah. Well, I mean, and you think that doesn't happen today? So if 1%, if modern abortions, okay, we're talking 70 million children who've been killed, who were killed mm -hmm. since Roe v. Wade. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's how many, how many Jews in the Holocaust again? Six, six million. Six million? Six okay. Million. 70 million children. This country alone has killed. Okay. You tell, the other ones. You, you tell me who's worse. All right. I understand Hitler's worse. I understand Hitler or Hitler is bad. Hitler is evil. The Nazis are evil. They're all very bad. Mm -hmm. What they did was horrible. We've killed 70 million children. Okay. And it gets worse. We're talking about how it gets worse in just a second. 70 million children, less than 1% due to rape or incest. Let me ask you Or this. for the sake what, of the mother's life. I want to know. That's what I want to know about. How often do you think in our culture today, in our environment today, it's a... a Abortion, I mean, a birth of a child is detrimental to a woman's life. Never. Never. The birth of a child is never detrimental. Think about what we're think saying. Think about, the, let's say a pregnancy to a woman is detrimental to her life. Okay. So, I mean, you, you're medically some, trained. Right. So, unless there's some medical reason the woman can't be or shouldn't be pregnant, right? Then at that case, it's it, you're talking, it could be t potentially be detrimental. But... They would have to have that medical condition. They would have to know that. And we've got plenty of ways. It's not like, and this has always been my, my thing about abortion and pregnancy and all of this. It's not like the stork dropped the baby off in the middle of the night, okay? Yeah. We know how this works. Guy's got a penis, woman's got a vagina. You put them together. You put the sperm and the egg together. And guess what? You get a baby. Yeah. There's a foolproof way to not get pregnant. Don't have sex. Don't have sex. 
real simple. You will not have get have get pregnant, have a baby if you don't have sex. Mind blown. Yeah. Mind blown. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. Go figure. And if you if it's if life is so abhorrent to you that you can't stop having sex, my advice to you is get married and have kids. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Hello? It's not complex. It's not complicated. You want to have the best sex of your life? Be married for a while. Yeah. Have sex with the same woman. Yeah. You know, learn, people, learn how to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, one of the one of the customs that they practiced in ancient Israel, which was was very smart. Uh when a new when a young man married a woman, right? They would live together. That young man could not be called away from military service. So this is during the time of the kings. Could not be called away from military service or could not leave his wife for any extended amount of time because he was supposed to be learning how to please his wife. Yeah. And his wife is supposed to be learning how to please him. And this is exactly that's what... That's not the environment we live in today. This is exactly what Paul's talking about in First Corinthians. But that's not the environment we live in today. That should be the goal. I know that. I know it should be the goal. That should be the goal. But when, our, but when the divorce rate in our society in marriages is is well up to around 50%. Yeah, they've been saying that since 1992. They don't know how, they don't have any way that, I, I don't disagree with you that the divorce rate in this country is high, but they don't have any accurate way of, of studying that out or measuring it. Because people, what the way they got that number, because Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. said that the divorce rate in this country is 50%. The way they got that number is they took the number of marriages and the number of divorces in a year. Yeah. Well, that didn't tell you anything. How mm -hmm. long have you been married? 46 they stopped counting you a long time ago yeah well how does that work i've been married for almost 12 we're going on no we we're on 12 years i i stopped being counted 11 years ago what, yeah. what the hell is that so that statistic and to say that i think it is accurate to say that marriage is on, is on its way out in our culture i don't think there's any i think i think that's not only divorces is is climbing i think the the prospect of just not getting married at all and that, is, is a bigger problem. Well, and think of the way now we're kind of but off the abortion. There's so thing. many people I know, you yeah. know, just if you take my, what I know, you know, divorce rate is probably 50%. Well, and, and look, from, from a young man's perspective in today's culture, okay, why would you get married, right? Think about it. Why would you do that? I'm going to get married, right? Mm -hmm. She's going to leave me and take half of what I own. She's going to leave me and take my kids. She's going to leave me. And I've seen plenty of videos of young ladies legitimately saying the first marriage is for money. And the second marriage is for love. So in other words, their plan is to marry a guy who has stuff, take as much as they can through the court system, right? And then get married again. That's their plan. Mm -hmm. So from, from a male's perspective, I would look at this culture. I would look at these women, these women who run around and say they're empowered and they have all, they have all these rights and all these things. I wouldn't want to marry any of them. Are you out of your mind? Well, I can tell you that we've got... We've got, uh, I won't say numerous, but we've got some guys here that worship at this church that have made the decision, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm done. Yeah. I'm not going to get married. I'm yeah. done. And, uh, you know, and, and it did, they decided, you know, hey, I'm done. I, I, I've been down that road and I saw what it did. Yeah. I saw what it did to my children. I saw what it did to my family life, what right. it did to me. And I'm just not going to go there anymore. Yeah, and mean, they've made that decision. A woman who is fixated on empowerment, and who's fixated on herself and is fixated on career mm -hmm. and is fixated on, um, you know, women power and all of that foolishness. I wouldn't come within 10 feet of that woman. Well, when we've Stay got far we've away got, from that, we've woman. got it's women nuts. that have made that decision as well. And, said, and I'm done. What's so funny is there is no fulfillment in that. Yeah, there is no fulfillment in that. Mm -hmm. 
fulfillment comes from having a family and having children and raising them. And I keep running into women who are in their 30s who desperately want to get married and desperately want to have kids. And I'm, I'm, I'm looking at you going, it's very highly, it's very likely to be too late. You bought into the lie that this was empowering, right? That video I was talking about earlier where you see the, 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 the guy walking the women, right? And the women are pretending to be dogs. Our culture says that's empowering. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I've never seen that video. Oh too. my gosh. It's look, look, look. If you want to live a happy, fulfilling, satisfying life, pretty much do opposite of what the, our culture is telling you to do. Yeah. Go in the other direction. Yeah. The the extreme other direction. Let, let's get back to Molech for a second. Okay. Why? How are we sacrificing children in Molech today? Go watch the Oscars. Go watch the Oscars. Huh. Go watch the Grammys and watch these female actresses get up and talk about how they would not be there today if they had not had an abortion. That's sacrificing your child to Molech. Mm -hmm. The only difference is instead of doing it at the altar, instead of doing it in the fire, they go to the Planned Parenthood. Or go to some clinic. And they have some sadistic, evil doctor go in, go in, reach up into them and kill that child. And what are they arguing for? They're arguing that they should be able to do this all the way up to partial birth. Let me explain what they're, partial they're birth talk, abortion they're is. They're talking now. They're, I've seen it, not in, in, in grand scale. They're talking about post-birth now. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that. It seems absolutely ludicrous to me. I, I, I listened to a skit. Um, it will. It only is a matter of time. I listened to a skit years ago by uh, oh, what's his name? Seth, not Seth Rogen. Um, I can't remember his name. He's he's he very he's he's an actor. I think his last name is is Rogen or something like that. Anyway, um, I listened to a skit them joking about that very thing about post birth. Like, well, you know how long? And it was a big joke. Mm -hmm. And I remember listening to it and thinking at the time, going. Just wait. It's a joke now. It's funny now. It but that's be. where they're headed. It won't be. And now I've heard that. I've heard that out in California, they supposedly passed a law. I'm not 100%. You need to check I, this. I'm not sure. But they supposedly passed a law that could be interpreted to mean that they could kill their children. There would be no prosecution if they killed their children like 20 days after, after birth. So you take that with a grain of salt. I highly recommend you go look it up. I'm not saying it's 100% factual. I'm saying I have heard, right? Um, if that's the case, it's abhorrent and it's disgusting. I certainly hope it's not the case. But what are they pushing for within the realm of abortion? Now they're pushing. They're pushing for. Uh, they want to be able to kill their children, all the way up to partial birth. Partial birth is you take the baby to term. You're literally delivering a live baby, and as that baby's head comes out, they take a, a nail or a needle and stab it in the brainstem, and kill that baby. Guys, this is murder. And our culture, look, and I'm talking even the world. I, I'm not just talking to Christians here. If you're in the world and you're steeped into this, if you're some idiot guy who has gone along with this because uh, you know, women empowerment, you need to wake up. They're killing your kids, guy. Wake up. Yeah. Take yeah. a look around. Yeah. Open your eyes and see what this stuff is. It's disgusting. It's abhorrent. It's evil. God, and, and he said, he said, I will turn my face against you. And then he, and then he, and then he says, in verse four, if any members of the community close their eyes when that man sacrificed one of his children to Molech, if they fail to put him to death, I myself will set my face against him and his family and will cut them off from their people together with all who follow him and prostituting themselves to Molech. Understand, church. Now, now I'm looking at the church and I'm looking at the world. World, you're insane. You're killing your kids. Stop it. Cut it out. Church, hear me.
if you go and get an abortion and you do not repent, you are cut off from the people of God. You are cut off. You, you absolutely have to repent from that. That is absolutely sin. It is absolutely evil and wickedness. And if you don't repent, God will not forgive you of that. Yeah. You will be cut off from the people. I'm not telling you this because I want to see you cut off. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you this because I want you to repent. Mm -hmm. And I don't want you to stay there. I want you to come out of that. There is forgiveness, but you must repent. Yeah. You must turn from that. And you cannot support repentance it. Repentance means to turn around and go the other direction. Yes. Yeah. Go the other way. You know, I mean, it, it's, it's a, you know, I mean, it, uh, you know, align yourself with a church. It's a family, ad, a real family mindset. You know, I, I think here we, you know, we, we, we've got a, a pretty good handle on, on a family mentality where people can talk to each other and they will talk to each other. And, uh, but I don't know what people have done in the, in the past, you know, but I'm telling you, you know, I, I, I've not run across it, but I'm, I'm, you know, I, I think that there's a, the, the people I know that I've dealt with, uh, that have been involved in that, they have, it is, it has blown their lives apart. They're just, they're consumed with guilt. It's, it's one of the most destructive choices a woman can make. Yeah. It's one of the most destructive choices that a woman can make, you know, and there's this, there's this nonsense going around that says, and I got it. We've got to address this. We can't talk about this okay. and be here and not address it. Okay. So we're going to go, this is going to go a little long, but we have to talk about it. There's, there's this ideology that goes around or this, this argument that goes around that says, well, Jesus never talked about abortion. That's not true. Okay. So stand by. You're talking about a culture that existed 2000 years ago in Palestine. Okay. Well, who lived there? The Jews, the Jews ruled that area. Right now, the Romans ruled over them, but it was the Jewish customs and Jewish practices that were allowed. We know that. Okay. Under Jewish law, abortion was murder. Abortion was not practiced heavily in Israel. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't. Why? Because the Jews considered it to be murder. Why? Because in Exodus chapter one, there was a guy named Pharaoh who tried to kill the Jews through abortion. Yeah. The law prohibits abortion, okay? Yeah. There are penalties for killing an unborn child in a woman's womb. There are penalties for that. Yeah. Congratulations. When Jesus says, don't murder, it covers abortion. Yeah, it does. And yeah. we have plenty, plenty of literature from the church in the second century. So we're talking about 110, 101 to 199 AD. So plenty of literature that went about, out among the pagans. About 65, 70 years after Jesus died. Plenty of literature yeah. starting very early in the church condemning this practice because it was practiced. Abortion has been practiced from the time of Pharaoh mm -hmm. when the Egypt, when the Israels were slaves to the Egyptians. It's been, and it was practiced all the way up to Greek and Roman culture. The epistle of Barnabas, okay, very clearly condemns this. If you haven't read the Epistle of Barnabas, I highly recommend going and reading it, but it's from the second century. Okay, so we're talking 101 to 199. Plint, the Shepherd of Hermaeus, all of these guys, all of these writings heavily condemn the practice of abortion. It has been viewed as murder since the beginning of the church. So if you're a Christian and you belong to a church that's saying, well, women need the right to choose, get out of that church. Yeah. Get out of it. Because they're leading you to hell. They're taking you there in a handbasket and you need to go away. Yep. You need to find a church yep. that preaches the truth, right. that preaches the book. Yeah. If you don't know what that is, send me an email. Yeah. yeah. Please send me an email. Send we, Dan an email. We will gladly sit down and visit with you. We'd love to talk to you. Okay. Yeah. There's plenty of places where Christians can disagree about things, guys. Absolutely. Plenty of Absolutely. places. 
This is not one of them. This is not one of them. This is murder. To, we don't have to agree on everything doctrinally. No. But if you have a question about this, we can talk to you. Paul says very clearly, those who practice murder will not inherit the kingdom of God. Murderers, slave trader. I mean, we that, just dealt with chapter 18 and stuff that he said that they would. That we went over all those lists. Guess what? If your church is saying you can do something on that list, get out. Yeah. Get out. Get out. Yeah. This stuff is evil. It's evil, evil stuff. And God's going to turn his face against us. If you practice these things, we're going to keep talking about it. If you practice these things, you will not inherit the kingdom when of God. When it comes these up, guys, big, this is big when it, stuff. When it comes up, guys, we are not going to step around it. We're going to nope. talk about it. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because it's because this is what we're supposed to do. And look, it's not, it's not, you know, Jesus said, my burden is very light. This isn't a heavy burden. Okay. We're telling you not to kill your kids. Yeah. Those Hollywood actresses that get up there and say, I wouldn't be here today if I, if I hadn't had an abortion, they don't know that. That's nonsense. How do you know that? What do you, what do you, God? In their eyes, yes, that's exactly what they think they yeah. are. But there is no way to know that. You don't know if that child you're carrying is gonna be is gonna make the difference in your life. You just don't know. And that, you don't know what that child, what God had planned for that child. You don't know what what where God was gonna take that Jesus child. What says, that child was gonna do. Why do you worry about tomorrow? You can't even take care of today. You can't even take care of the today. Has enough troubles. Why yeah. do you worry about tomorrow if you can't even? Add a, a single hour to a your single life. single hour to your life. And Jesus said, if you can't do this little thing, a little thing, a little thing. You know, I, I've, told, I've told that story before. That, that has come up in my life. That's come up in my life. When I ask someone, please give me five minutes with that person. A dead person. And I said, I need five minutes. I don't want an hour. I just want five minutes. Can't do it. And the guy looked at me in, in tears. He said, cop, tears running. And he said, Mr. Spade, he said, I'm sorry. He said, I can't help you. I can't. He said, I'd love to, but I can't. I said, all I want is five minutes. Nothing that you can know? be done. And Jesus said, it's a little thing. Man, I'm telling you, if he give me five minutes right now, it's not a little thing. Not a little thing. Big deal. Big deal. You don't know what that baby could be. Mm -hmm. You don't know. Our country has killed 70 million children. The vast majority black. You want to talk about who's actually racist in this country? You want to talk about who's actually oppressing black people in this country? You want to talk about that? You cannot have a conversation about that without addressing the vast majority of 70 million kids you cannot that are black that were murdered. You cannot talk about racism in this country without talking about how in a lot of cities up north, if you are a black baby, you are more likely to be killed in the womb than you are to be born. Disgusting. Yeah. Guys, we went over a little bit. Sorry about that, but you know this is important. We knew we would. We we had some other stuff we were going to talk this about. Is the this hot chapter. button issue for me, man. But it, but you hot know, well, I mean, it, it, <laughs> but it's it's for all of us, Cole. I mean, it, you know, I mean, we're passionate about this. You know, we 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 believe that it's wrong, that it's evil, that it's murder. We believe that, and there's too few people standing up and saying, "Hey, this is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong," and we're going to stand up and say this is wrong. Yeah. You know, no matter what it costs us, we're going to stand. Hey, this is wrong. Yeah. You know, this is this is evil behavior. Yep. God God told them about it way back then before they ever started on their journey. He said, Don't do this. And now here we are, you know, thousands of years later, we're doing the same thing he told them. And look, and if you're you're in it and you've done it, you need to understand there's redemption available. And you understand you can come here. Yeah. We will forgive you. Oh. Well, I mean, we we'll accept you. You know, we're not gonna hold it look, hold you, you know. The whole point of saying you need to repent, you need to change, you need to turn around is to save you. Yeah. I'm not interested in tar and feathering you and parading you about that. We, I'm we, not interested that's, in holding that's, that over your head. That's foolishness. That's not what we're going to do. You've got sin and I've got sin and Christ died to take care of that sin. So take advantage. And if and if God requires us to repent, I don't need to know what the sins were. No. 
I don't even know any of that. But you want to find a place that will love you and and care for you and nurture you. I hope you get back, get your life back on track. Because yeah, that's a dance of damage. That's thing. what we'll do. We'll try. You know, I mean, we we had some some individuals last night. We were things we were doing. They were they're striving to get their lives on track, striving to go in the right direction. You know, and, and it was fun to watch them. Fun to be a part of it. So yep. anyway, let's pray. Father in heaven, thank you so much for uh, for being our God and for loving us, and being patient with us. Yeah, you know, we we live in a very decadent despicable environment father and uh, and we ask your blessings upon us we ask that you help us as as your children to to speak loudly with a with a with a voice uh the telling people the truth give our listeners the courage father to uh, to listen to what's being said listening to what you're telling them and listen and and striving to make it an application in their lives father we pray for the courage that it's going to take to do these for some people Bless us, Father, as we move forward. Help us to not not shrink from our duty and help us to always be willing to stand firm for what we believe in and what you've told us to do. And we thank you for that, Father. Bless us and encourage us as we move forward. In Jesus' name we pray.